Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know how this machine worked. It seems to run on some form of electricity. And it was wrong. It was a bad call, Ripley. It was a bad call. Bad call. Some are good for fighting, others for dying. Back to another episode of It's Just Two Movies. I'll be your host, Daniel King. With me, as always, my favorite co-host, Mr. Birdman. Hey, it's Birdman. <laughs> uh, Sometimes so, it's Bird Guy. Some, uh, bird guy? Sometimes it's Bird uh, Human. Uh, pheasant, Fe- non-binary uh, <laughs> individual. It's a, a bird thing. So, ha- having a bit of a drink here, having myself a little, little, little whiskey little and co- coke. So, if you little cocktail, you picking up a little bit of that. I, I don't apologize, and I'm not editing that out. Uh, we're looking at two movies today. If you've never heard the show, what we do is we look at a, what one of us at least perceives as a good movie, and then uh, we look at a, another movie that's uh, heralded as a real piece of shit. So, uh, today we're going to be looking at uh, Ready or Not, which is a August 22nd, 2019 release, uh, directed by Matt Bettinelli uh, Olpin. Matt Bet- There's a couple different, Matt, there's two directors, right? Matt Bettinelli Olpin, yeah, and Tyler Gillette. This movie made a pretty fucking astounding amount of money. I was going to say, I didn't write down the um, the total uh, gross or whatever. Six million was the budget for this. Yeah. It hauled in at the box office 57.6 million. Woo! Woo! And that's crazy because, honestly, this movie, until I saw it on your list, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about it. No, no. It just it really kind of flew under everybody's radar. Uh, stars Samara Weaving, uh, mm. Adam Brody, Andy McDowell, Mark O'Brien, and Henry Guy Face Cerny, C Z E R N Y. I don't know Zerny. how you fucking say that last name, Cerny. It's a fucking nightmare. It's a really fun flick. We'll do a quick non-spoiler breakdown, and then we're going straight into spoilers for the rest of the episode, as we do per usual. What'd you What'd you think of this? Just right right out of the gate, give give it a give it a thumbs. Uh, give it the thumbs rating. Mm-hmm. Right out of the gate, I think I'm gonna go with seven and a half thumbs. Seven and a half thumbs out of yeah. ten. What would you give it? That's pretty sound. Uh, there were a couple of there were a couple of little parts in there that I'm like I would have liked to have seen this instead. Yeah. Uh, but they're pretty few and far between. Right. For for a genre of film that has just had the holy hell beat out of it for the last yeah, 20 that's years, the thing. It's satanic rich people. This girl marries into their family, and they're like, okay, at midnight, you have to play a game, and it could be, you know... I feel like that's a little bit of a spoiler, though. It could be Monopoly, it could be Battleship, but they choose to play, or that they, you know, we'll get into why, but they, they wind up playing hide-and-go-seek, and that's the, the one game where the whole family is looking for her, and she has to hide, yeah. and if they find her, they're going to fucking murder her. Uh, <laughs> right, and that's the whole flick. It's just a just a classic final girl horror film. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. It's very fun. Um, I didn't expect much going into this movie. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, like you said, the genre is beat to death. Oh yeah, it's um, cliche, but I really enjoyed the film. There's a movie that I feel like it's similar to. I haven't seen it in a while, so maybe I'm way off here. Which one are you thinking? A cabin or a cabin in the woods. Just like the the uh, 
I don't know. It's got that dark humor. Like it's a horror film. Yeah. But it's got dark humor. Yeah. It wouldn't it's, surprise me to work this. It wouldn't surprise me to learn that some of the same people worked on both films. Yeah. That's I what get, I was kind of thinking. It's, it's kind of got a similar ilk to it. Yeah. And I loved Cabin in the Woods. It's more funny than it is horror. Yeah. Like yeah. they know that they're not going to scare you with the concept. Of the no. Movie. You're not going to go they're, to bed and have a fucking nightmare. Like, oh my God. Somebody's trying to find me and, and yeah. kill bullet really gets in, get, gets into my, <laughs> gets into my biscuit bin. It's, it's more, um, I would say cringe horror because of the, yeah. the gore. Some of it's not, a little... not, not in a bad, I'm not saying cringe in a bad yeah. way. I'm just saying the, the gore that you see, you're like, Oh shit. Oh fuck. You know Owie, what I mean? Like yeah. it's not, uh, it's not overly graphic. But what it does show you and allude to is still uncomfortable. Uh, it's like um, in that whatever one of those fucking Saw movies it was where that girl falls into a pit oh, of hypodermic needles. Oh. Like that makes everybody uncomfortable. But that face that you just made, everybody makes that face when yeah. you're saying, what if you fell into a pit of hypodermic needles? <laughs> you don't have to look at it. No. You, you just have, have to, to know, know how unpleasant it would be. And that uh, that would be pretty fucking I, terrible. I only watched two of the Saw movies, but... That was me the whole time, just like, because <sighs> <sighs> I hate seeing shit like that, man. It's yeah. just like, oof. Really not my bag. Just where they find ways to torture you, to, mm-hmm. to torture the viewer. Like, it's just like, ugh. Yeah. It's same. uncomfortable. Yeah, same. I don't but know. this was not over the top, right? No, no. And it was fun. It was a yeah, just a kind of really a fun, fun ride. It, it knows what it is, so it has a sense of humor about itself going into it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're just going to go ahead and go full tilt spoilers. Yeah, I feel like you kind of spoiled spoiled a little bit, didn't you? I mean, no, it's kind no. of Im- it's kind of implied by the okay. by the well, poster in the title of the film. I don't think that's well. The a the you said like satanic. Well, like, if you're trying to avoid spoilers for movies, <laughs> this is fucking not the show for you. That's why there's no, I guess, three minutes of non spoilers, and then the whole then, other however long of the show exists uh, is all spoilers. Okay, so yeah, we're just gonna go ahead and go full tilt spoilers. What um, what do you got? First thing I want to say is the mansion is absolutely stunning. It's dope, isn't it? It is fucking cool. That's the first thing I have written down is this mansion is fucking dope. Apparently, and this is just on, you know, anyone can find this. This is on IMDb trivia. This was the same mansion that was used in Billy Madison. Really? It's yeah. The, the Madison Estate. The huh? Madison Estate. I didn't know that. Um, I do have here that uh, there's a there's a bit where they show you like a flashback to where one of the ma- two of the main characters are children, and this is happening, and they're like, "Oh, it hasn't happened in thirty years or whatever." Anyway, same scenario, and uh, all the adults are wearing these weird fucking like wide eye, uh, eyes wide shut masks. Yeah, yeah, that was I don't know. I they address it later. Yeah, they address it later, but like you know, that's pretty much the beginning of the movie, and mm-hmm. I didn't really know what to think. I mean, obviously, like, you go through the credits, and it's it just shows a bunch of, like, board games, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, okay, this is... Yeah. This is a, this is a theme of the you, movie. You were thinking but, the first three minutes into the movie, you're like, fucking what did he tell me to watch? <laughs> no, not necessarily. I just... I didn't understand really much of anything. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the flashback, like mm-hmm. you were talking about. But once it gets into it... You know, it's kind of obvious. So the the uh, lead actress, uh, what is it, Samara Weaving? Yeah, yeah. 
She's a good-looking she gal. She is a good-looking gal, dude. She's got phenomenal range, too. She's in, yes. a, she's in a lot of stuff I've seen her in recently. Uh, she's really great in Netflix's The Babysitter, which now has a sequel out, which is also entertaining. You Was it you that was... You might have been telling Probably. You, you might have been watching this. It's kind of in the same vein as like, it knows it's not going to scare the shit out of you. It yeah. is a horror film, but it has a really good sense of humor about itself. So it's, it's kind of in the, the same ilk as, you know, this ready or not film. It just, she's got a lot of range, man. She's really good. See, I guess I haven't seen her in anything else. She's in. Or maybe uh, I have and I just didn't. Yeah, she's in, she's in quite a few things, uh, that you may have just been like, like missed her role in it. Uh, she's in The Babysitter, The Babysitter 2. Um, she is kind of typecast as like horror film girl. Really? But she's in some things that are oh. not. Uh, she's in Three Billboards. Yeah, she's in Three Billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. It's 10 miles away from here, just in, in case you wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> not really. It's it's not. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's in a movie called Mayhem. Oh, Mayhem's good. With the, Ooh, uh, Stephen uh, Yen. Stephen yeah, Yen? Yeah, Mayhem's fun, Ooh, dude. really? Okay. It's a fun ride. There's like a some sort of chemical or something. Something happens. They pump it into a building. Everybody goes like violently insane. And it's Stephen and her like just killing the shit out of people in an office space. Damn. Yes. I'm, I'm going to have to add that to my list. It's pretty fun. <clears throat> so, Samara, Samara, do you know how? I, mean? I think Samara. I could be wrong. Who, you know, if, if you want to write me and, uh, and correct me <laughs> correct on my us, pronunciation yeah. of people's names, I so, would rather you didn't, but <laughs> I certainly can't stop you. Samara, by the, you know, like I said, beautiful girl. And not to take anything away from her, but I kept thinking about Margot Robbie the whole time because they look so much alike. They do look a lot alike. And actually, Margot Robbie was, I think, the first actress to be considered for this role. Really? Yeah, that's another like little you know okay. trivia tidbit. Little, little tidbits, huh? I um, like it. But so yeah, they got she, the they got the other Margot they got, Robbie. They got Samara the uh, weaving. the poor man's <laughs> the poor man's <laughs> the poor man's Margot Robbie Samara weaving. Yeah. Uh, not not gonna lie, man. I I think I like Samara weaving. More than Margot Robbie. I think maybe. so, man. Um, uh, I'd like to see her get some other role opportunities yeah, to try something different. Something different. Like, um, uh, Margot Robbie, like, she portrayed a totally different character than she had previously when she got the gig for uh, the Duchess in Wolf on Wall Street. Yeah. And it was just a like a different, you didn't get to see that side of her because she'd just never been cast in that particular type of role. Right. And uh, I think Samara Weaving's got that kind of, uh, that kind of range also. Yeah, man. I was, that's one thing I, uh, I kind of wrote down. Her name in this film is Grace, by the way. Um, Grace's transformation from confident bride to, you know, clearly being just unsettled. Off like, the fucking rails. Just whenever she, gathers with the family mm -hmm. like her range i was like i was really impressed with her and yeah. she's funny when she starts having like a, a fucking mental breakdown which yeah we'll, we'll get there but uh yeah she's great in this like mm -hmm. re really i don't think you could have cast it any better she's no i think she's perfect she got the yeah. opportunity and went all right i'm gonna fucking crush this to and death. she did she, and was she did yeah the you know uh, there are a lot of great actors in this but She's, you know, you know who else I really, really liked. Uh, I, Adam Brody was fantastic in this as the like alcoholic brother. Yeah, he was great. But the guy that played the dad, uh, Henry Cerny or Cerny or whatever his name is, <laughs> Henry. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, man, that guy had so many funny bits. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think other than uh, Samara, my favorite person in this film 
was Fitch. Is that the like the fat cousin or yeah. whatever? Is <laughs> Played by really uh, Christian Brun or Brun, mm-hmm. uh, however you say that. So we'll 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 back it up a little bit before we get to the rest of the family members. Um, the, the one of the first things that I really liked in this movie as I was watching it for the first time, I watched it a, a second time to, in preparation for this. Right. Um, the bit where he the the main guy played by Mark O'Brien, he's in there talking to Samara Weaving. They're about to get married. They're smoking a cigarette and having a little heartfelt moment. Mm-hmm. And Adrian Brody, his brother, comes in and he's like, "Aha, hey, you fucking pussy!" And he gets him in a headlock and he you know just roughs him up and just generally generally just kind of fucks with him and yeah. then, and then calls him a fuckface and then leaves. <laughs> uh, I like that a lot. That like really kind of broke the tension right out of the gate. Yeah. Where you see in a lot of like awful movies, they'll write that in the scene. But they don't – it's done so, like, weird. Like, those people are still strangers and they're not <laughs> friends or they fucking hate each other or whatever. So it always right. feels disingenuous. That felt authentic. Yeah. You know what they're, I mean? Like, I, those are brothers. I, like, ne- I never thought, again, for the rest of the movie that they weren't brothers and they were just actors. I thought that – genuinely thought that they were – felt that they were family members watching the film the whole time. Yeah. Uh, so I like that a lot. Uh, I think you said Adrian Brody. Did I? Uh, Adam, Adam Brody. Yeah. If I said Adrian Brody, <laughs> he's not in this, which is great because yeah, I he would not. I'm not typically a huge fan. He's in a couple things I like him in, but cons- compared to the breadth of his work, I would consider myself not a huge fan. He's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's about how I feel about. It. He's certainly, you know, I feel like quote unquote star power not really as much of a thing in 2020. Like just because you've got a Tom Cruise. Doesn't mean you're going to get pull in, yeah. the, in the theater. Right. Like, just having a big name in it is not, it's not doing anything. No. So, um, the next bit, they, they get married. They kind of rush you through that whole scene, which I am eternally grateful. Uh, I hate really <laughs> yeah. long wedding scenes wedding, in yeah. movies. It's just, fuck, it's so boring and cliche. Uh, but anyway, there's a bit right after, uh, where they're, they're doing photos, like the wedding photos. <laughs> and, for the first 10 minutes of the movie, you hear the guy talk about how awful his entire family is. And during that photo shoot, you find out that, that he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. They are just shitty people and they obviously don't like this girl. No. Like it's, it's so, they don't like anybody. Yeah. Yeah. They all think she's just like a, a gold digger (laughs) and just generally, um, God, they're just fucking terrible people. They're, yeah. they're all talking shit on each other yeah, while, like, while the other ones aren't there. Right. Uh, it just, it's real bizarre. They're shitty rich people, basically. Somehow I've been in that kind of company before. Yep. And I know that that's, <laughs> that, like, that's an authentic, uh, that's an authentic group of people just being themselves and I fucking yeah. hate them for it. Yeah. They're real pieces of shit. <laughs> so yeah, they, uh, they get married and, they're trying to, uh, you know, celebrate amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. And the creepy aunt. Uh, I have here that the creepy aunt looks like a supervillain from the <laughs> 1960s. <laughs> She's wearing this weird fucking like, uh, it's like a duster on top of a like a cape <laughs> bit, where it's um. All right, imagine imagine wearing a duster. Imagine wearing a duster. Yeah. And then cut it off at the belly button. <laughs> so it's not long or anything, which defeats the purpose of it being a duster. But it has that weird, like, over-the-top uh, kind of flap to it. And, uh, 
wow, she is just real creepy. Yeah, real, uh, just, uh, she's creepy as fuck. I don't know. There's no, I, like, her and her hair. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's like a, um, that's like a 90 year old closeted lesbian haircut. I think, uh, not to disparage 90 year old closeted lesbians. You should get out of the closet and live your life. You, you don't have much of it left. So the, the, un, the uneasiness, like, it's, there's just a certain uneasiness throughout all this, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's fucking tense. Like, to me, I'm just, I'm watching and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what is what is happening? What am I about to witness? And we finally get into, uh, you know, the game. They take her to the family room? They take room. her to the family room. So when they take her to the family room, uh, I wrote here, this gave me a reminder. Uh, there's a bit in, uh, I believe it's Ace Ventura 2, Pet Detective, When Nature Calls. Oh. And he takes him into that guy's, that guy's like hunting sporting room. <laughs> yeah. And he freaks out. This is a lovely room of death. Uh, it's that. It's right. that room. It yeah. wouldn't surprise me to learn that that's, that's the, the same. exact same <laughs> set room. Uh, obviously it looks a little different, but there's just a shit ton of like taxidermy dead mm-hmm. bears and like uh, the bear has like a goat in its mouth or some weird shit. Yeah. 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 Okay. So they sit her down at a table and they're like, Oh, and then they tell her about the family tradition, about yep. their great, great fucking whoever guy that made a deal with a guy that's probably the devil. The guy, <laughs> right. the guy gave him a box. He's like, put cards in the box and play a game, you little bitch. <laughs> so they do, and they're regular games, but one of the games is hide and go seek, to which point you have to kill the person the, that's hiding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> that's the whole fluff. It doesn't have to make sense. It's a fucking horror movie. Uh, reveals towards the end that they're like Satan worshippers or whatever. And if they don't make this sacrifice, you know, yeah. something, something, so, something nasty happens. Something na- nasty. So they play the game and she's like, ha ha ha. Oh my God. We're this really going to play hide and seek? Oh, <laughs> so silly. And, uh, you know, they, they have her go hide. She goes and hides and, uh, they play the creepiest fucking, like, uh, what do they call those? The smaller records? Oh, the uh, f- uh, the 45s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they throw down a 45 of this creepy-ass hide-and-go-seek music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was creepy. I was like, <laughs> super creepy. Uh, okay. Which is weird, because when I was a kid, we my parents would you know play records in the house and shit, and they have a bunch of creepy uh, records out there. Um, there's one my mom is, one of my mom's favorites is the song, it's a single called The Little Nash Rambler. Uh, if you have the opportunity to uh, Google it, pretty sure you can get it on YouTube. It's, it's creepy. Just a creepy song from my childhood. I think it is featured on an episode of um, Bates, Bates. Oh, um, yeah. Bates, uh, Bates, Bates, Bates Motel. Bates Motel. Yeah. It, they play it on an episode of Bates Motel. So anyway, they've got this uh, this weird little you know, like box fluff to make the uh, to make the, the the lore fit yeah. into the into the atmosphere. Uh, she goes off to hide in the house. Mm-hmm. No one has told her. No one has mentioned to her that if we find you, we're going to kill you. Yeah, she has no idea what's happening. She's just like, oh, this, this is fun. This is yeah. silly. It's a She's game. She's going to hide and they're all like brandishing guns and crossbows <laughs> and bows and arrows and shit. Yeah. Uh, by the way, another favorite of mine. Miss McMurray's in this movie. Is that Miss McMurray? Yeah. That's Bonnie. As Emily? But is she the cokehead? Yeah. Oh my god. How fucking god. funny is that, dude? I did not notice so, that that was fucking Bonnie McMurray. If if there are any uh Letter Kenny fans that are yeah. listening, 
Mrs. McMurray plays Emily. She is fucking hilarious. She's a cokehead. She's just a general fuck up. She's so and fucking she, high. She, <laughs> I have here that uh, one dude's wife is higher than a pair of hawk's nuts. <laughs> That's her. <laughs> <laughs> She's so coked out in this. Uh, and it's just it's comedy gold. And I yeah. I did not put it together that that really? was Bonnie McMurray. No, not Bon. Uh, not Bonnie. That's not. Oh no, Bonnie's no the, the Bonnie's younger, the young, uh, Bonnie's the younger what's sister. Mrs. McMurray's. I don't know if they ever say her name hmm. on uh, Letterkenny. I don't know, but I tell it's, you what. It's Mrs. McMurray. She's a swinging machine. Yeah. She'd like shake your hand and suck your dick. I <laughs> know no two ways about it. Uh, okay. So, you know, another thing that I thought was weird is that the hide and seek is the only bad card in that deck of cards. Yeah, I know. Like he every. Puts the deck of cards in the machine. It looks like it's a pretty. Huge. It's a pretty hefty deck. It's like. It seems like a normal Two regular decks of cards? Like, it's got to be like a hundred cards. Yeah. And that's the only one that... That's the only one that's bad. Like, not yeah. Monopoly. Right. <laughs> you would think that, like, Monopoly and, like, the first person to get murdered, that's when you call the game. Somebody right. flips the board and fucking blows somebody's brains out. <laughs> right. Because everybody's aging. And, like, and now you've lost five years of your life <laughs> because you played a game of Monopoly. Um, yeah, there was a little bit of... Um, I don't know. I guess you could call it foreshadowing because the father's... He's talking to the son, and he says, "Are you prepared to do what's necessary?" Oh yeah. If the card is picked, you know, and it's the one bad card, right? Because the some of the relatives talk about it. They they say, "Oh, mine was just a parcheesi, yeah, bad game, yeah, chess, a a simple game." Mm -hmm. You know, she gets fucked. (laughs) She does. So her husband, her newlywed husband. Uh, they have somebody like guarding the door. Well, they have these like little access hallways that go all the way out through through the mansion. Mm-hmm. So he sneaks out into one of these and he finds Samara weaving, and he's like, "Hey, you need to fucking come with me." And just then, the maid comes in the room and is about to say something or reveal their location. I don't remember. And she gets her head blown off by Mrs. McMurray, cokehead wife. No, it's not. It's not a maid. That's later in the movie. It's not the maid. It's not the maid. That's later in the movie. Okay. This is this is a, another family member. She gets her head blown. She gets her head. You know, like not blown like off. Like the but, lower half of her yeah, face shot off, she, which by Mrs. McMurray for a practical effect looks great. It did. I it looks good. Was a maid. Uh, no. No, she's no. not the help. Okay. Um, that's was, that's a little later. Okay. All right. I, I must have missed part of that. I mean, I took quite a few notes here. So yeah, they they mistake her for Grace. And yeah. they, they fucking kill her. So, uh. <laughs> a newlywed husband guy, he sneaks Samara Weaving into the, like, secret hallways or whatever. Yeah. And he sits her down and gives her, like, a very classic rules of engagement mm-hmm. scene. Like, this is, by the way, this is how the movie's going to pan out. Yeah. P- pretty much. Right. Uh, he just you know, sits down and breaks down all the rules, which is always an important part of something that has a, like, science fiction fluff. There has to be rules. Yeah almost every single time a lot of movies that fall short of that are because they don't have that two minute scene where somebody sits down and explains what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Hey, here's what's shaken down. And she starts to have this like mental breakdown where she's just like, well, it's it's so well acted. Yeah. Because she, she saw that happen, right? She, or heard it. I don't know if she actually saw it, but she heard the lady getting her fucking, Oh, her, yeah. her head shot, you know, she got shot in the head. Um, and she's obviously freaking out as anyone would. Yeah. As um, one would. Yeah. yeah. 
but yeah, that was that was uh, that's important. Yeah, it, to yeah, let her it certainly know. is in the uh, in the film filmmaking process. <laughs> again, you know, I've got written here again um, the cokehead lady uh, played by Mrs. Emily. McMurray. Yeah, Emily. Thank yeah, you. Uh, she's fantastic comedy relief. Yes, yes, absolutely. Like her and then the uh, Fitch. Her husband, yeah, Fitch. Is that her husband or is that a different guy? No, that's her uh, husband. That's her husband. Yeah. Yeah. Who's also funny. They they give him a crossbow Fitch. and he's like, how am I supposed to use this crossbow? <laughs> I w- <laughs> and later just- he's like, oh, i got a nervous stomach. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And he's sitting in the bathroom <laughs> watching so YouTube videos on how to work a crossbow. <laughs> Getting to know your and, crossbow. Yeah, that was so fucking funny to me. I wrote that down and I was actually going to say, hey, we need to go back to this. Mm-hmm. Um and another like little trivia bit, uh, the guys in the crossbow video, oh, the, nice. the instructors, uh-huh. uh, those guys are two writers that's for the great. film. Yeah, that's great. So that was, I, I was like, like oh, that's that. kind of cool. I would, yeah, I, that makes sense that that would be a little Easter egg. But I also thought that might just be a genuine YouTube video. <laughs> right. Getting to know your crossbow, uh, it seems legitimate. Um, yeah, she's great in this. And the, <laughs> there's the bit where they're all standing in there. And arguing about what to do about the lady that they killed on accident. <laughs> and uh, she just like, because, you know, you, you release your bowels when you die. Yeah. And somebody paid enough attention to that to go, and she should be shitting herself no. now. <laughs> and so she just starts like. <laughs> I wish I could edit in some better fart noises, but it's it's unnecessary. You know what? Maybe you might have been. Maybe she was like a nanny or something. Well, because when the. The three of them die, if I'm not mistaken, and yeah. she kills every one of them. And they're like, God, that's all or, That's all three of them or something she like, was like that. The, she's, she was my favorite. So maybe she was just like a nanny or something. Yeah, I think she was just like the help. Maybe that's what it was. Um, I, I don't want to put a label on it. She was a professional assistant oh. of household matters. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Emily fucking sucks at this game, by the way. She's real bad at it. <laughs> it's she's so fucking funny. That, like, real that's, bad at it. Because she's coked out of her fucking mind. <laughs> so it'd be really hard to play hide-and-go-seek when you've had, you know, three dime bags worth of cocaine. Uh, somebody blew up your nose. Oh, man. She she plays that role perfect. She is. She crushes uh, it. Yeah. yeah. I would like... That makes me think that maybe she's got more range. Because um, she's... I've only ever seen her in Letterkenny that I'm aware yeah, of. I, may, I didn't recognize her in this, though. So I may have seen her in other things and not even known it. Well, um, and something that I like, it kept confusing me a little bit, but I, you know, I pushed through it because I know who she is, um, Emily in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, but Emily and Charity, they look so much alike. They really do. So yeah. Charity is, uh, she's taller Mark, and bitchier. She's, yeah, she's Adam Brody's wife in right. this movie. Who is uh, Daniel? She's very opposed to partying. Yeah. Whereas Emily is having the time of Emily's her life. Emily's fucking killing it. She's like just and killing brain cells <laughs> as fast as she possibly and can. killing people she shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, and all yeah, then and killing people that they've already paid. Fast forward a bit. Samara Weaving decides she's gonna break bad. She busts out of where she's Dude. at, and she grabs what what can only be described as probably an elephant gun. The shells for the this. The shells are huge. And I shells, wrote this down. Yeah. Sh- yeah. Me too. Me too. Those shells are bloody massive. That's what I wrote down. Uh, it looks like, uh, you, you know, those, those like, uh, those, those black felt markers 
the ones that uh, presumably if you sniff them, they get you high. Mm-hmm. But the, the felt bit on them is like the size of one of those big jumbo pink erasers. Yeah. Those, <laughs> the shells of that fucking gun are that big. Yeah. I mean, that would that would tear through, uh, I assume, any animal. Any an- yeah. Anything, yeah. I was like, holy shit, what is she looking to do here? Probably kill a fucking blue <laughs> whale with that thing. Like, you would blow somebody. Like, if you shot a man in the shoulder with that. Yeah. It would blow his entire arm clean off. Oh, yeah. The the shells are just fucking so big. I'm trying and to think of another thing that's that size. But whenever she, like, arms up, you know, she looks like such a badass. She does. so cool. Yeah. She, like, rips her that. dress off. She's got she her, rips the ye- bottom half of her, her dress. yellow Chuck Taylors. And just- oh, another thing is, like, the yellow Chuck Taylors, they had to paint those because they don't make yellow Chuck Taylors. Like, you know, you know they... They just don't make those. So they had to... That was just another, like, Really? Little... I wonder why they're yellow, then. If they had to paint them, there must have been some special significance. Right, like, why that color? Yeah, why yellow? I don't think they ever really... Why wouldn't they just be red? Right. I don't well, know. Hmm. I don't yeah, know. I thought that, that was, was interesting. They're like, oh, let's uh, paint these yellow. Hmm. There's a, uh elongated period where, if you take it back to when they go into the... um, They're just, like, waiting downstairs for the bride and groom to come join them before they go into the big secret family room. The uh, they've got a butler out there who's playing some classical piano. Yeah, and he is playing uh, Overture eighteen twelve by Peter Lynch, mm-hmm. and uh, he's just playing it. Sounds real smooth, real great. And then it cuts to her. She's just got her fresh elephant gun and her strap of ammunition. She's hiding in the kitchen, and the butler's in there, and he is like humming and whistling, and then just full out fucking singing this song. Yeah. Uh, if you're not familiar with Overture 1812, it's the one that goes. Yeah, a lot of things. It's used in all kinds of shit. This guy who is a supposedly expert pianist, he's so fucking flat. He's so flat when he's singing it. He's singing it out loud in the kitchen. He's so flat. Yeah, so I wrote that down. Uh, uh, Butler guy, flat as fuck. Yeah, and at, at that point, she, you know, she's hiding from him in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is when we find out that her ammo, fake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she because she tries to escape the house. Uh, her boy, her her husband, her now husband, is able to get the doors unlocked. Mm-hmm. But the butler's in the way. Yep. So that kind of that kind of old butler. That fucking butler. He's a resilient butler. Yeah, he is. He's a real he's a real Alfred Pennyworth like <laughs> protecting the Batcave kind yeah. of situation. Yeah. They're like that guy's fucking diehard. <laughs> yeah. Wonder what his salary was. I don't know. He must fucking make bank though. I'll tell you right now, if I had to work every single day of my life for a living for rich people, that's fine. I don't have anything against rich people. Rich people are just fine. But rich assholes like these people, yeah, they're all just nasty individuals. They're just rude and hateful and just mean and snippy to each other. Yeah, uh, I'd have to get paid some pretty fucking, pretty fucking good money. Well, I think if it was me, uh, the first trouble he ran into, you know, when Grace <laughs> fucking smashed his head with the teapot, the teapot, hot teapot, the hot teapot, and burned the shit out of his face, I'd be like, you know what? Made a pretty good amount of money. I don't make enough of this. I don't think I need this. <laughs> Just fucking leave, right? <laughs> yeah, the... um. Now, what, what amount of money do you think would make you where you would be a butler for those people? 
No. It'd be like Wall Street or Butler. Uh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I would just do Butler because it's easier. Right. But you would just resent them. Yeah. he And that's the thing. It's like he had a lot of responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah, he did. The, he has to the, know how to fucking play classical piano. <laughs> First and foremost, that's not fucking easy. Second of all, he's got to make tea. Jeez, yeah. Third of all, he has to announce people like the time when he comes in. Ladies and gentlemen, it is 11.55. <laughs> that's good. Uh, yeah, all that shit he does. And then he, he's got to kill the, 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 the bride of the, right. the son. It just, man, that's a lot on the guy's plate. And I'm sure, like, later she busts part of the fence open. You know they're not calling a welder for that. They're going to be like, Gerald. Well, he even says. Would you be a dear? He even says. He's like, I'll fix the fence tomorrow. He, he says that. What a bitch. What a little bitch. Yeah, he is a little bitch. He best be making um, some money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, there, Okay, so there's a bit where she runs into somebody else. The lady's, like, hiding in the dumbwaiter. Ooh, the dumbwaiter scene. Because she was going to go hide back in the well, dumbwaiter. Yeah, so she hides... In the very beginning, that's the first place she hides. Which is in the dumb hiding spot. Good hiding spot. Not bad. Uh, sorry, continue. Uh, so anyway, some other girl gets in there. I, I presume it is another one of the, the help. I think it's, yeah. I think it's the help. I think they have like five or six. Which, by the way, if you're going to have a... What's the word for female? Oh, it's a maid. I was going to say buttress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the buttress of wind. So they have these maids. All the maids, super good looking. Yeah. They're good looking girls. Super good looking. Um, and anyway, she, she's like, oh, I'm in, I'm in the dumbwaiter. I'm going to get out of the dumbwaiter. I'm, I'm, I'm indecisive about the dumbwaiter. And then the dumbwaiter starts to, to go up. Yeah. So she gets like, she you gets know, cut in half. Fucking cru- yeah. crushed, uh, by the dumbwaiter. Which Looks good. That's a good scene. What a, what a name for a thing. Dumbwaiter. Do yeah. You know, do you know, I mean, like. The origins of that? Yeah. Uh, if I had to guess, I would assume because a waiter would bring things upstairs and downstairs and et cetera. And, uh, you know, it doesn't have any intelligence because it's just a, a shelf on a, on a rope. Well, yeah. the, the original version of it is just a, a shelf on a pulley. We got something there? That makes sense. I was just kind of looking up the, the origin. So the mechanical dumbwaiter was invented by George W. Cannon. It's a fucking sweet name. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, the name of that. I assume it's curious. because it's, uh, it's not sentient and it can bring things upstairs. It's dumb. <laughs> Fucking dumbass waiter. <laughs> you don't have to pay it. You don't have to hear it's backed up. <laughs> oh, another. Uh, I just put texting dude has some good little snippets. I was just getting ready. I, to, I don't. I, no, I literally was just getting ready to talk about Fitch again. Yeah. When he when he's texting his buddy. Some dog. <laughs> or well, well, first of all, I think before that he's he's, like, he's looking up packs. He's he's like Google searching or whatever. Packs with packs with the devil. Real or bullshit. Real or bullshit. <laughs> His buddy texted him. He's like, his buddy, sub yeah. dog, not much, family shit. Family shit. So I paused it at that point in Fitch's conversation with his friend. It starts with something that just says butterscotch stallion. And I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? So I had to, you know, I had to look that up. First of all, and I didn't know this, I guess it's a nickname for Owen Wilson. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Is he texting Owen Wilson? God, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> they call Owen Wilson in the biz the Butterscotch Stallion? I don't, I don't know if it's like in the biz or... Uh, oh, my God. 
Yeah, so uh, Butterscotch Stallion, nickname given to him by a gossip column reader. It says, Owen has butterscotch hair and is said to be packing like a stallion. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Of course. course. You heard it here first, folks. And by first, I mean like 47th. Right. Down the chain, because who else would know that? Yeah. Owen Wilson. Yeah. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Uh, The other meaning... And I, I assume this is what what uh, Fitch and his friend are talking about. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's just a sexual act. Oh, so what, what is a what is giving her the old butterscotch stallion? Right. So achieving orgasm through analingus, essentially. Okay, so that is like that is that you eat somebody's butt until yeah, you come, or you <laughs> eat somebody's butt until, until they, they come. come. I assume oh, okay. they come. All right. Well. So, uh, so it says that butterscotch stallion. And we'll then, look into that on the on the break. <laughs> and then it also says after that it says P A F uh, in the texting uh, and P A F. I mean, these are good Easter eggs. Yeah, I know. I, good job. I, yeah, I, I. Nice work. I saw the text and I was like, wait a minute, what are they talking about? <laughs> uh, Maybe wish I would have paused. P A F, I guess, could stand for pimp as fuck. It's another sexual act. Um, I think it's just a female masturbating. So it's the what equivalent of um the the male masturbating uh masturbating? No, the hand job. Fap. Oh, like fap. the sound, okay. the sound that it makes. Oh, so I guess paf would be like that this makes sense. the that sound makes sense. that Yeah, cuz it's a cup, you know, you kind of <laughs> a, a little cupping action. A little cupping action. Okay. So yeah, the, that was good. You got any other got any other little gems in there from that text <laughs> message conversation? I no. gotta start pausing movies more often. Yeah, I believe that was it. But I thought that was so hilarious, man. I'm I'm so glad that they included That's that really in this funny. film. That's really funny. Okay, so by some order of events that I am not sure about, Samara Weaving winds up in like a shed. She's broken out of the house. She gets into like the animal. She, she gets into the animal shed, barn place. Animal, yeah, the barn, whatever. And one of the lady, like, is it is it Adam Brody's kids? Um. No. no, it's it's, it's em- the other. It's, it's Emily. The co- it's the cokehead lady's yeah, kids. It's Emily's kid uh, who were previously wearing the uh, uh, eyes wide shut masks. The mask, like yeah. kill, kill, kill. Yeah. They're just fucking creepy little asshole kids. <laughs> and uh, Samara Weaving's like, oh, oh, hey there, little buddy. Hey, bud, and he doing? fucking shoots her in the hand. Shoots her in the fucking hand. Shoots her in the hand, and she punches the absolute dog shit out of that kid. She should. I would have cursed. He put a fucking fucking. hole straight through her hand. Yeah, pretty big one, too. God Uh, damn. Yeah, I'd have fucking honky stomped that son of a bitch. Now I'm going to edit that out. I don't like honky stomps. (laughs) Maybe I'll leave it in. Who knows? So she gets in there. She's got a hole stuck in her hand. There's a pretty gruesome bit where she falls in this. um, How does. Yeah, how does she fall in it? What do you call that? Uh, uh, She falls. In a, it's just, just like a pit, just like a pit where they throw the. Uh, yeah, of course, man. Who doesn't have a pit where you throw dead, <laughs> dead animals, animals or, or dead people? Where we're at in rural Missouri, uh, I've seen a lot of fucking barns and like livestock uh, enclosure areas in my day. Yeah, I've never seen uh, just um, that. I don't know what yeah, you, it was. Weird. I don't know what you call that. There's like a ladder, a cellar, right? Or like the cellar, like, like yeah, the outside, right? Yeah, almost like a like cellar, a, like a, but a cellar wouldn't be 
inside of an, of a animal, barn. Of an animal enclosure. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I don't know what it is. It's weird. If you have any experience and you've seen this movie and you know what the fuck we're talking about, uh, I would really appreciate it if you would write me at it's just two, the number two, movies at gmail.com. Uh, I'd like to know what that is. So, do you remember how she fell in it? I, I, I just I, remember her getting knocked into the doors. I don't, I don't remember. Maybe. Oh, she, she gets scared by a goat. Oh, she gets scared by a goat, Which yeah. was kind of silly. Because she's, like, getting chased by murderers. Yeah, and, she gets, and you're scared by a goat. She gets, like, freaked out by a goat, and then Punched. she falls in the, the pit. And she has to fucking climb out of the pit. Using her hand. Using one... A- one hand, right? Because the other one's mm-hmm. got a hole in it. Right. There's a fucking nail at the top. Just a big, rusty nail. I said it right before it happened. Don't you fucking stick your hand in that nail. You're going to do it, aren't you? She did it. And she did it. Yep. Because how else is she going to get out, right? She, yeah. she went, She's going to die down there in that hole. So she or sticks her fucking... she was going to live in that hole if she would have hid down there for the rest of the night. She probably could have just stayed down there. It would have been a way more boring movie than... <laughs> <Right. laughs> Lady stays in a pit to avoid getting <laughs> murdered. <laughs> it's like that movie, 1,027 Hours. So, yeah, she uses her whole hand and throws it. Kind of like putting a, put, putting a, um, you know that thing when you were a kid, it was like a, like a, a, a cylinder, uh, no, not a cylinder, um, it was like a, like a peg and you would put rings on the peg. Mm. You know what I mean? You'd stack yeah. them in a concentric order. Yeah. So she uses her hand as a ring on the peg. The peg is the nail. The ring is the hole in her hand. And she uses that to uh, pull her body weight up, which, I mean, let's be real. What do you think? It doesn't feel good. Surely it's not going to tickle. Oh, buddy. What's Samara weaving way? Buck 10? Yeah, maybe buck 10. Yeah, she she better. I mean, I'm sure it fucking hurt. If it were real, it would be. (laughs) You'd have passed out from the pain, I imagine. From having a hole shot clean through your fucking hand? Uh, like a big hole, yeah. Like a silver a dollar. Just imagine putting a silver dollar in the in the palm of your hand, and now that bit of flesh under that silver dollar is just gone in circular <laughs> fashion. Pretty nasty stuff. There's a uh, after this, she she finally gets out of there. She gets to the like wrought iron fence. She finds a loose bar, kind of fucking pries it off, squeezes herself through it. You can see it like really te- fucks up her back, tearing Wasn't it her back. Right? Yeah, I was like the. Like the, the, well, all of me is the fatty part, but the, <laughs> the fatty part of everyone's back, like, it's, there's no way, that's, it gotta be excruciating. Oh, man, that looks like rough. A, At first I thought that that was her breast, like one of her breasts. She when she was wish. like, <laughs> she was like squeezing through the fence to try to get out of this property, you know? Yeah. I thought that was her, I was like, holy shit, oh, fuck, man. On my first watch, I thought that was, I was like, this movie's almost over. She's gonna get the fuck out of here, somebody's gonna pick her up. Yeah. And- it's funny because like there's a you know there's a car coming and she's squeezing through the fence she's squeezing through you know the car's coming she gets through and she gets into the road get out of the road asshole <laughs> that's what the guy says and he fucking yeah. speeds off and she's and he's clear- driving a fucking Bentley it's a it's a dope ass Bentley and she's like please and stop she, help me she it's fucking like, get out of the road you piece of shit yeah and I wrote this down and I. Uh, I put Grace's tangent after, after squeezing through the fence because she fucking just loses her shit. <laughs> Understandably, she's, you know, she's half dead. And this guy just tell, tells her to get the fuck out of the road. She just fucking flips out. That, that was hilarious. So she uh, she runs off in the woods. The butler comes after her. Yeah, of, the, of again, all people, this- I thought this was kind of weird. Everybody else is still huddled inside the house. 
the butler who got his entire fucking face burned by hot boiling water who is flat yeah when he's singing <laughs> and like not even singing words but anyway the the butler comes after he she evades him he finds her again yeah, they, they have a little bit of they, a, a, there's, a struggle know, there's, there's a bit of a back and forth here and eventually she kills the butler mm-hmm. and this is your classic it like hero's journey her crossing a threshold she's the the whole rest of the movie is the refusal of the call yeah and when she fucking murders this guy that's her crossing the threshold Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, it's murder you want, then that's what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, but the whole scene was actually done really well. So through all of this, while all this has been happening, her husband is handcuffed to a, like a bedpost. Yeah. And he's trying to get loose. He's trying to get loose by like. Grinding down like the wood, I guess. Grinding his, his handcuff chain link. Which I don't know if you've ever been handcuffed before. I certainly never have. Right. It's three links. There's no way. No. There's no poss. It would take you a week. Well, a week to it, grind that bedpost. I did. Down. I did appreciate that it made it seem as if it took him a while because it, it did. You know, it, it would have taken him ten times longer than that, right? And but I can appreciate the way that they they yeah. show you a little snippet of it. Yes, exactly. and then because it, presumably several hours pass by. Yeah. That's, and he's almost made it. Yeah, because the, um, it wasn't like an immediate release. No, you know, so. no, I'm I'm still calling bullshit on it. But yeah, yeah, for sure. If you're gonna do that in a movie, that that's the way to do it. Yeah, um, it, it's okay. I I guess I can give that a pass. Um, so the 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 OG bad guy in this, the the guy that presumably is the devil, there that that family's great 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 grandpa or whatever that made a deal with this guy. His name is Mister Labelle. I'm pretty sure that he's supposed to be the devil. They don't flat out say it. They don't say it. They don't flat out say it, but they do refer to him as Mr. LaBelle. And they give him all these supernatural properties. Yeah. And they worship the devil towards the end of the movie. Now that I've seen this film twice, I start to think that that mostly the movie might not actually be... About Samara Weaving, but it might actually be about uh, Adam Brody. Because he's got a full character arc in it as well. And his, uh, you could debate, is more complex than hers. The alcoholic The alcoholic brother, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he just, he crosses several thresholds in it. And, uh. Um, yeah. He's really well acted. I I I like his I like his part in this a lot. It's yeah, he yeah, I know what you mean because he has that internal struggle, right? Yeah. Of at first he just he's going along with all of this. Yeah. And then towards the end, well cuz he's hoping they're just the card's going to be part cheesy and then he can get more drunk and go home and resent his wife so. <laughs> um yeah, so I just wrote here that, you know, he's he's got a complete character arc. You know what I yeah. mean? He he comes full circle. Mm-hmm. Because he tries to help, you know, Grace. Yeah. So he does. eventually he he meets Samara weaving in the woods and she's like, you can let me go. And he's like, no, no, I can't. <laughs> and then dad comes out. He like knocks her out or whatever. And then dad comes out of nowhere. He's like, dad did come out of nowhere, though. He's didn't like, he? you can come out now. Like he was just like masturbating in the woods. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. Um, but, uh, I have written here towards the end, they have her on like some sort of murder altar 
really cool murder altar. Looked good. Yeah, it looked real good. I mean, if you're going to murder somebody on an altar, that's a good altar for it. It's a good start. Um, the, by the way, the family, yeah. the family through all of this just seemed so inexperienced. And it was so funny. Don't they? Well, he does say that, that it hasn't happened in 30 yeah, years. Yeah, that's. But you would think if you know that that's a probable part of your family tradition. Wouldn't you train for that? I'd or probably like... take the crossbow out for a spin at least once a year just to <laughs> right? stay, just to freshen up. Because like most of them get the weapons and they're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? So the alcoholic brother, before they're getting ready to sacrifice Grace, Samara Weaving, uh, they all drink from a cup. I <laughs> I assumed it was blood, but the um, Adam Brody's character poisons it yeah. with hydrochloric acid. Yeah. That is fucked up. I was like, holy shit. And he's yeah. like, it, it's fine. It's not enough to really yeah, kill like, them. I Googled it. He's like, they'll, they'll shit weird for a week. <laughs> I imagine you would shit weird for a week because, depending on the potency, that's melting the inside of your mouth yeah. and your esophagus and your uvula. Yeah. And like your entire, your entire tract all the way down. Just melting. And that's what I thought when I saw it. They're, they were drinking blood. I wonder whose blood it was. They never did address that because it yeah. was blood because they all puke up blood. Yeah. But there's not inherently blood in your stomach. Cause it, if, if you drank hydrochloric acid and it put a hole in your stomach, then there would be blood in it, but you would have an ulcer, and then you wouldn't just shit weird for a week. You'd be fucked up. You'd be real fucked up. Like, you go to the doctor, and they'd be like, what the fuck? You also wouldn't be able to talk. Uh, assuming- well, and, that's, and that's the thing, is, like, they, they drink this, and then, I mean, they're, they're you know, they're throwing up a little bit, but, you know, a couple minutes after that, they're, they're fine. Mm-hmm. Which, that's a little, I don't know. So, Samara Weaving's um, betrothed. Uh, he like goes to stab her on the altar, and he's like, "Hail Satan, baby!" Uh, <laughs> yeah, which was, it was a little cheesy, but I kind of wanted him to do it, and then he <laughs> delivered, and I I liked it. I was like, "Yeah," because everybody else was like, "Hail Satan, Hail Satan, Hail Satan!" Say it, say it, just say it, just, just say it. it. Yeah, say he it. he kind of turns there, you know, because for a while he's trying to help her, uh, yeah. and he's trying to escape with her, but he he realizes that she's not, you know, through through all of this, she's not going to go back to him right so he's he's all in yeah he's, he's hailing that fucking satan hailing baby. that fucking satan so samara weaving escapes and this is a part I, I take a little umbrage with for this still being a good fun enjoyable film there's a bit where uh the dad played by henry whatever the fuck his last name is <laughs> he comes up to her and he's like i'm gonna kill you bitch and she grabs a lantern a lantern this is a an oil lantern and she cold cocks him in the face with it hard. Yeah. Like real Twice. hard. Twice. And nothing happens. Like she knocks him out or whatever. But, but it this, doesn't, this oil lantern <laughs> doesn't break. Doesn't burst into flames. Doesn't get oil everywhere. Yeah. That and was... then she like kind of casually drops it and it bursts into flames. <laughs> yeah. And then the house starts. Yeah. Th- that bit burning. I wasn't crazy about. Uh, she goes to the next room where mom is there, uh, played by Andy McDowell, uh, who's great in this Yeah, as the mom. The mom. Um, if you've seen anything in the nineties, you've seen Andy McDowell before MacDowell, excuse me. So she, with this like magic, uh, Satan card box or whatever. Yeah. She, boy, she fucks her up, murders dude. the shit out of her. Like just with a box. Yeah. It's like the, uh, the, the rage bit in a lot of movies where. 
You, you know, yeah, you, you punch the person in the face, and then you just keep punching them in the face, and then they die. Literally overkill. And then you, <laughs> and then you continually keep punching them in the face just because you're too angry. Yeah. Man, literally too angry to stop. Yeah, she uh, she kills the mom, and her husband witnesses this. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we kind of we kind of backed up a little bit. This is before the yeah yeah. This is all fun. The ritual. No, this after this post ritual. Well, the house is on fire post ritual. Yeah, she Colcock's dad. Then she murders mom, and then they all corner her in a room, and they're like, "Time to die, bitch!" And then the creepy old aunt is like, (laughs) "The sun." (laughs) She throws open the drapes, and they're all like, "Ah, oh." Nothing's, oh, nothing's, nothing's happening. Because evidently, part of the lore to the story is if they don't kill her before the sun comes up, mm-hmm. then they all die. Right. Uh, which, I, you know, seems highly unlikely. <laughs> Would have tested that at some point. But that's what happens. They all stand there and they're like, like waiting to die. And then they're like, oh, well. And then it starts with, uh, what was his name? The, the big guy? Oh, Fitch. Fitch. Uh, he's, he's like, well, I guess it was bullshit the whole time. And then one by one, they start exploding like overfilled water balloons. <laughs> and there is a lot of great cinematography and camera action in this whole movie. Oh, yeah. There really is. It's I fantastic. Mean, absolutely beautiful shots, great angles, uh, good good use of the color palette, good mm-hmm. use of the the, uh, the the whole scope of camera work. The mansion, like all, like all of it, yeah. My favorite... Part of cinematography in this whole movie is when the people start exploding like water balloons because of the comparisons to like the cool and warm colors. Uh, it just, man, it shot so good. It yeah. looks, it looks, mwah. you could take the anything from this scene, you could screen capture and make it like a, like a desktop background or whatever. It yeah. just, it, it all looks great. It's really great cinematography work. It did. And whenever uh, Emily and her children are trying to escape, and you see, you see the the from outside the room. You know the splatter comes back in. Oh yeah, that looks, yeah, because yeah. they just explode like water balloons. It's great, man. I I really, I really like that bit. Um, on my first watch, I was like, well, let's get one. Of them. Like they're just not gonna explode and then just all go their separate ways and be like, oh shit, sorry, shit, sorry about How that. How about a uh, ten million dollars? Yeah, right. <laughs> to never talk about this again. <laughs> Uh, or I thought maybe she was just going to start killing him or whatever. Nope, nope. They all just fucking explode. So she goes and gets a bloody tin of cigarettes and a bloody lighter and waltzes her way out to the uh, to the front stoop and yep. sits down and proceeds to have a well-earned smoke. Mm-hmm. And the paramedic shows up and he's like, my God, what happened here? <laughs> just in-laws. Fucking in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> Roll credits, baby. So this was a really good film. Um, I liked it a lot. You're gonna go seven, seven and a half thumbs. Yeah, I think seven and a half thumbs. Okay, is, because we both obviously had a few problems with the film. Yeah, um, yeah, I did. It's not I, perfect, I did. but it was fun. You know, horror is probably one of my least favorite genres. Same. Um, just because there's not much you can do with it that hasn't been done already. It, I'm sure there are some other original ideas out there that are going to happen at some point that'll change my Hopefully. perspective on that. Yeah. Uh, but right now, everything is just a remake of another thing that's already come out, like, usually in 1960, 70, or 80. Right. That being said, I usually don't really care for horror movies too much, but this was a really good one. I I don't know that I would personally count this as a horror film. I would count this as a, like, like a gory comedy. Yeah. Really, if I had to pick, this is almost like a date night flick you could watch with your old lady. 
You think? I yeah, I think I I had initially watched this with Alicia. She enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so you're gonna go seven seven five. I think I'm gonna give it seven point seven five. Okay. Uh, I liked it quite a bit. I just I really liked the cast. A lot of the jokes landed really hard with me. I found myself pausing it so I could finish laughing. <laughs> so I yeah. didn't miss the rest of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's just some funny bits in it. Not not like you know real gut busters or anything, but observationally funny enough that I I built humor on top of it while I was watching it. Yeah, that made the funny points land harder. Um, I just I liked it a lot. But, uh, as you know, I suppose now is about that time where it's not, uh, we've overextended ourselves talking about a good film. We have. So, what we're going to do now is we're going to watch a real bad movie. Mm. Uh, we're going to watch a movie from 2007 that is des- uh, described. I-, I couldn't find a lot of information about this as far as like the budget or what it made or anything like that. Um, but this is described on Amazon as a low-budget British horror film. Uh, it's called Hellbride from 2007. So our common link clearly is going to be that it involves a bride. A bride, yeah. And it's got three and a half stars out of ten. Out of ten, on, yeah. On three and a half stars so. doesn't sound that bad until you say out of ten. Out of ten, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is uh, directed and written by Mr. Pat Higgins. Um, Pat, I hope you know what the fuck you're doing because <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna shut this shit down and go watch your movie and have a couple of drinks and we'll be back with you to chat about it shortly. In the meantime, please enjoy a word from our sponsors. If you or a loved one suffer from moderate to severe apotemnophilia, your limbs can get in the way. That's why there's Reparmozotinol. Reparmozotinol is not a salve, but a pill that treats the condition differently. With Zepredamine, 75% less desire to amputate your limbs is achievable. Don't use if you're allergic to Zepredamine. It may cause nosebleeds, loss of vision, anxiety, and anal discharge. Flapzendinol is known to cause prolonged erections and death. If you experience these symptoms, contact your mechanic immediately as they may become permanent. Contact your physician if fuel prices exceed $3 per gallon in your local area. Amazan should not be taken orally and should never be taken during a solar eclipse, unless you have missed a dosage in the past 36 months. If you missed the solar eclipse dosage, it is recommended to have finished your will as death is a likely side effect. Some people taking Omnizan reported weight loss. Your doctor should monitor your weight and may change your prescription. Frequent liquid fecal matter and headache may occur. Tell your doctor about any current medications or if you're pregnant or plan to become pregnant. This ad is not real. Nothing is real. If you bought any of this, contact a psychiatrist. Take your life back with Zeprednosin. Oh, fuck, dude. Hey, thanks for checking out our sponsors. If you did, if you didn't, you know, uh, I probably wouldn't either. <laughs> um, so we're back. We just wrapped up uh, Hellbride. I, I gave you everything I knew about it up top. So, you know, I mean, the, the idea of the show that we're doing here is to watch a movie that's bad. This is a bad movie. It's terrible. Uh, that being said, I feel like this is one that could be fixed. We didn't really do any. We didn't really write anything down. No, but I feel like it would be easy to make it serviceable. It'd be easy to make it profitable. Okay. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I wish we had some figures on this uh, this shit show. Because yeah, I do wish we had some numbers. I'd say your budget's like, I don't know, two million. Twenty bucks. Twenty twenty seven dollars. <laughs> a small bag of marijuana and a coupon to Taco Bell <laughs> is the the budget. I feel like this movie had for uh, 2007's Hellbride. Uh, Hell so uh, let's. We'll we'll run it through real quick, and then we'll start to recast it. I know you've only got a couple of notes there. I've got <laughs> I've got a full page. You've what, got uh, a bit. What, what do you got there? First of all, I'll just uh, tell the folks what Hellbrad is about. Everything is working out for uh, Nicole Meadows. She has a great job. Good for her. She has an adoring boyfriend who is who is just proposed. Uh, well, you know, he does when the movie starts. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, she has a doting father who is preparing the wedding. He's very she, doting. He's very doting. He dotes a lot. He, do- <laughs> he almost dabs as much as he dotes. He dotes excessively. Yeah. Uh, she also has a dark secret. Oh, shit. I wonder what it is. She's into like BDSM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what else she has? What's that? A oh. cursed engagement ring. <laughs> what were you going to say? That he buys from a pawn shop. I said hard on. <laughs> All right. Um, so, you know, come the wedding day, there's going to be there's gonna be bloodshed, and it's going to be a plenty. And there might be cake, too, which there wasn't. You know, I didn't see it, okay? <laughs> um, All right, so that's the... Uh, we'll run through it. So it opens up within the first 30 seconds of this movie. I wrote down, this might be the most British thing I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, I thought it was really funny right out of the gate. Uh, the second thing I have written is that the cinematography is bizarre. <laughs> I kind of hate it, and parts of it I kind of love. You know what I mean? <laughs> really? Yeah, there are parts of it I really kind of loved. Uh, and then the next thing I wrote was, this is clearly a comedy. <laughs> but it's not. After like, watching the whole movie, I don't think it is. I think I think that they are trying to be funny in certain spots, right? But I don't, I think it's, it's, um, it's main intention is to be a horror film. I think you're right. Also I, not I, what it is. <laughs> I can tell, I can tell it's like sometimes they, they wanted to do a thing and they had their mind made up of what they wanted to do, but they couldn't afford it. So they just did whatever they could. Man. And didn't turn out great. You could have just done something else if you don't have the budget for it. Maybe they did it deliberately as some sort of expression of art or whatever because, well, what is the art form? Just take it as it is. You can't really critique art because then it's not art anymore. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to. So <laughs> I'm going to. I'm definitely going to. It's exactly what I'm going to do. This is the only forum that I can do it and nobody else gives a shit to listen to me talk about it. So the the things that they wanted to do, I got what they were trying to do, and I I liked the idea of what they're trying to do. One of the first things I liked was the elevator scene. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know that it's awful, and there's weird, oh no, there's you weird just mean stuff. like the, the dialogue between them. No, not even that. the The actual cinematography of it, as like when the doors close, it's just a dark, like black screen thing. But you could have done a different thing where you took the the camera perspective and moved it behind him and seen like the doors closing and that being like on the sunset, like the only, the only light in the room. And once those doors close, then it's just black lit. Yeah. Like as far as his camera work is concerned and actual cinematography, 
that would be a neat kind of artsy thing to do that you could make sense of in the film. It didn't have to be this weird, clunky... And then the, the dialogue when they're in the elevator is is so bizarre. The, the lighting... The lighting is the, really, really bad. In the whole movie, it's bad. But it is the cream of the crop compared to the audio. Like, you know what pay, we could, pay a key grip or a sound guy or wh- whatever the key grip does. I don't I, know. I think we could get my brother and my cousin to do the sound for yeah. this. Like, legit, yeah. like, seriously. Yeah, no, uh, we absolutely like, that's agree. That's how bad it was. I think we're firm on we could get most of Birdman's family to do most of the bad films we've reviewed. <laughs> Well, that's the thing is like my brother and my cousin literally went to school for this shit. Like, yeah, I know that. Oh it's, shit, I, we should get them on the show. I know that it's not. You know, I'm not trying to talk sh- shit. What? Well, no, I am talking shit. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just saying, like, they could easily with like decent mics that we're talking on right now. Yeah, they could do. You just need a different boom. Right. I, I think yeah that's it like, just a different boom and like hey everybody shut the fuck up <laughs> action action and uh, <laughs> so we need should we should do i mean should we keep talking about what happens in the film well um let's see here what else do i have essentially it's a uh cursed ring that has been passed down generation no not generations was it generations who cares <laughs> and it it lands on uh, an unlucky couple. But even I don't even remember what their names were. It's Josephine and Lee, Nicole. Yeah, I you know I, I didn't take the opportunity to give this a goog, <laughs> a gooch, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> gooch. I'm pretty sure I've not seen anything else with any of these people in it. <laughs> the next thing I have written is. There, There is no score where there should be, and there's weird funk music for a score where there shouldn't be any. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we need a new sound guy. Um, uh, I mean... Or not sound guy, or uh, soundtrack. Somewhere I have that it's like they pulled the idea for this movie out of a hat. In order to make a movie to fit the soundtrack, like they just pulled the, they just pulled like horror involving a bride at random. Yeah. But they had to make a movie with the soundtrack, regardless of what it was. Like whether it was a mobster. <laughs> so the movie's, movie, ma- so the movie's based on a soundtrack? <laughs> but, but not really. The, the, the movie's random, but they, right. they couldn't choose anything but this soundtrack. Because man, they push it in there at really weird times. The the music, it just yeah, it does just, not fit anything. No, no, it doesn't fit anything in, unless you're talking like a 1970s kind of. Um, I think, I think here's what we'll do. Like a black dynamite, you could fit some of this in a black dynamite. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. I think with the little knowledge that I have of piano, I could just play some chords. Over most of these scenes, and that's that's our that's our soundtrack. That's all you that's need. Our... Yeah, maybe get some light, like cymbal kind of. Sh- yeah, yeah. A bit of that action. The oh man, the this the scenes with the uh, wood blocks and the how fucking hard were you cracking up during the scene with the wood blocks? Yeah, I remember the the weird wood block uh, band that was. Oh man. <laughs> 
Yeah, so th- there's a bit of the score that's like, if you're not familiar with a woodblock, it's essentially, it's two pieces. In your offhand, you would hold a ribbed wooden hollow tube with a handle. And then with your on hand, or your your dominant your dominant hand, you hold a a small wand that you can rub up and down the uh, the ribs of Shaft. the wooden block, or <laughs> yeah, rub along the and then tickle the tickle the balls a little, smack it on the shaft with the rod, and uh, that's how you make the god awful soundtrack for this fucking thing. Yeah, um, <laughs> score by Phil Sheldon. Um, you're fired, Phil. He did what he could with what he had. They're like, hey, Phil, will you put us a soundtrack together? He's like, yeah, sure. You guys making my, a porn? Or? My going rate's $10,000, and they're like, we'll give you 50 bucks and a, and a free $5 foot long at Subway. That's right. You heard it here, folks. Subway endorses whatever <laughs> this just is. just two movies. Hellbride. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Hellbride. No, they uh, love Hellbride. I'll stop saying that when they, when they pay me. I don't even know if I can recall everything that happened because... I got a chunk of it. I got right, a chunk of right, it. Go ahead. There's a bit where the dude's really nervous about proposing in the garden. Uh, it's, it's awful. The dialogue's awful. The sound's <laughs> awful, but that goes without saying because the sound's awful throughout. There's there's a lot of not great handheld camera work. Do you think the cameraman needs to go? Oh, I guess my brother can. Uh, my brother and his cousin can do that. Yeah, I mean, you could just like. Um, you could just put like yellow X's on the ground and get a tripod and get like a teenager and be like, I'll pay you $8 an hour or whatever they pay minimum wage where we live now. It's not much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But pay a child nothing to do it and just like point it there and then don't fucking touch it. Don't say child. Say young person. A young person. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Not a child. Well, it is Hollywood. That's true. So, um, <laughs> there's a bit where they've, there's a 16 year old grease ball behind a big desk, and he's pointing a gun at a black guy. And then the black guy, there is one black guy in this movie. It's a big office, and there's like a real greasy, like teenager kid. He's got his feet kicked up on a big desk. Yeah, that was just the and dad. He's talking, he's talking to a. No, it's not no a dad. that was the dad. Of the that girl. was the dad. Why is yeah. he way more tan in the mid? Because the lighting. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> Whoa! That was the dad oh, of God. the girl. That's a real caramel steed horse. Like that. That kid was coming to her dad because he owed that kid's dad some money, and he's like, "No, fuck this." See, it was a test. I I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna. And he kills that. Yeah. The dad kills that kid. See, I knew you watched it. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you. If what it were, you say to me? if this were up to me, if this were were all up to me, I wouldn't change anything about this film. Nothing. Nothing. Just keep Not it all thing. the same. No, I'm just well, kidding. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Obviously. I was like, well, I'm still gonna go through it. Unfortunately, when the the dad, I guess, who's clearly Caucasian, later in the movie. <laughs> When uh, when he shoots the greaseball kid behind the desk, they do a really weird effect that's like, um, they're like taking a continuous picture of a picture of the kid getting shot yeah. and blood splatter behind it, but they're doing it on a strobe light, and then they cut out one flash image of that and paste it into, into this movie. Into the movie. 
And they should have just turned the strobe up. Because then I might not have gotten a good look at this. It was so... And there were several scenes like this. Yeah. And I don't... I guess that would be the cinematography, right? Uh... Or the... The way it's cut, or maybe that's just like editing. You know, that might be effects too. I, I yeah. don't know. The I effects know were terrible. I wish God, I knew. Were... Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to read anything about making movies because uh, we'll get emails. So <laughs> I'm not worried about it. I'll find out plenty about it. Somebody will be like, hey, uh, did you know? And I didn't, but I'll read that email and then I'll know. And then who will be the better man? We'll be able to fix most of these movies. Yeah. On our own. That's all I'm trying to do. With the knowledge that we have. We won't even have to hire anyone. That's all all I'm trying to do. (laughs) Uh, See here. So there's a bit where he's doing a balloon metaphor about (laughs) squeakers and poppers. And I was almost on board with this because I have a 10-year-old. When we have birthday parties, clearly we blow up balloons. Mm -hmm. And I'm not... uh, what I really like to do with balloons when it's time for all of them to go bye-bye is I pick them up with both hands and I just rip them apart and I enjoy it. Like I like tearing up balloons. It's, it's kind of fun. Uh, so I was kind of on board with it, but then he made it this weird. It was like a sexual thing. He made it like a sexual thing about chopping up bodies and stuff. I don't know. It was real off putting, but he, he almost had me there for a minute. Well, I, don't, I know lots of people that like to make that real squeaky noise on balloons. That's not mm. my jam. I like to rip them in half. Yeah, so he's a comedian. That the, the whole bit. Was I like, wouldn't. I wouldn't go that. Oh, far. sorry, sorry. <laughs> he's a stand-up. I think he's a person that does stand-up. He gets up and stands up. Yeah, and has a he microphone. He stands up and then stands on a stage with a microphone. And he's the reason it's a quiet car ride home. When you go, <laughs> when you go to open mic night, and you're like, ugh. Why do we do that? <laughs> the drinks are overpriced. The food's not that good. And it just, ugh. Ugh, we should have gone to Olive Anywhere. Garden. Olive Garden. <laughs> I don't know. Applebee's. There's not an Olive Garden within 100 miles of here. <laughs> so I wouldn't fucking know. What do you got next? Uh, guy gets murdered by bird plague doctor with claws. <laughs> and now I love the music again. So clearly we took a handbrake turn left uh, right into some real dirty funk. Real dirty funk. Uh, right after a hard murder. Wait, was that whenever the beak thing? Yeah. Oh, he, he, he murdered. Wait, who did the, who did the beak thing murder? I don't know. Some guy. Hmm. I, I remember a scene with the beak person in the, the restaurant. Where he was like, he leaned over to the girl and he's like, let us pray. Yeah, that's what it was. But he didn't kill anybody in that scene. That's the thing. No, is this no movie the, is- let us, the let us pray things later. This was the first person to get murdered. Murdered. <laughs> there's, uh, there's another elevator scene. <laughs> Where there's uh there's the the like one of the male protagonist characters and uh, an attractive woman. I don't know if she's in the rest of the movie or not because the lighting's so bad. <laughs> you can't, you know, honest to God, I couldn't see there, who you. There are three people in this movie that are notable that you like look at them and go, "Okay, that's that guy." That's that guy. And then sometimes you're that's, like, "Is that that guy? Is that that one guy or is that the other guy?" Yeah, it's I don't know. It's, it's not panning out well. 
in the elevator where he and another uh, maybe random woman are playing lift roulette. And uh, that whole scene could actually be done right. You could do that right. You could make that like a uh, like a meet cute. You know what I mean? In the in the dramatic expanse of the film. Well, that's how they were. uh, That's how the couple, quote unquote, met. Right. Oh, was that a flashback? Yeah, that was a flashback. It's so hard to tell. That was a flashback to how the the couple that uh, the couple that uh, supposed to get married. That was their flashback to how they met, and he. It's called what was it? Lift roulette. Yeah, lift roulette. And it. What was the <laughs> basis of the game? So it's the like basis a, of the game is like you and your old lady were in the elevator, right? Be like, hey, uh, you want to play? She's like, yeah. She pushes a, a level on the elevator, and then if she bets you at lift roulette, uh, you have to strike a pose or pull your pants down or like. Pull your balls out or... Uh, Just do something I, really I fucking know, stupid. you gotta do something. Because somebody could be standing there or... Oh, not. yeah, they're not. If yeah. nobody's standing there, the person who challenged you loses. If somebody is standing there, then, you know, you're now on a special list and you have to talk to your neighbors every time you move. I guess that would... I was gonna say, like, what the fuck is the point of this? But I guess that would be kind of... Like, if you were caught doing yeah. something really fucked up. Yeah. Then you could be put on a sex offender list <laughs> for the rest of your life. <laughs> Like, God damn it. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Uh, there's a restaurant scene where they look like they're about to sit down and eat a little uh, biscotti. And uh, the, like, plague mask uh, beak doctor guy makes another appearance and, like, sneaks in from the side. Like, yeah, uh, just a- he enters stage left abrupt during a close-up with uh, blood oozing out of his mouth and says, let us pray. For the budget of this film, that individual scene to take it by itself apart from the rest of the movie, not bad. Not terrible. Not bad. Yeah. I mean, apart from the lighting and the sound. And he's not there. The lighting and the sound is bad. By the way. Throughout. All of a sudden, he's not there. Like it was in her head. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, like, it was like a hallucination it, or whatever. And she's like, oh, what the fuck was that? Did you oh, see that? Oh. Oi, did you bloody get a, blo- a look at this? Wind the clock Ooh, back and bit take a, a tick of... Bit of a spectre. T- <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to fault this film for its, uh, for its accents because it's, uh, it's, it's, it's British movies. Yeah, we, yeah, so we just, I mean... Those are regular languages that just, you know, if I moved from here to Wales, it would take me a week or two to kind of catch everything. Restaurant scene sucks. Uh, <laughs> really rough lighting. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be a theme. Oh, there's a bit where uh, a couple is in bed and she sews the guy's mouth shut. Or it's a ghost. That was the ghost. A ghost sews his mouth shut. It's not real clear. Um, I think that was a ghost that like, uh, I want. Um, that was probably the Hell Bride, right? The one that's looking I, for her ring back. That may have been the hell pride, but then the guy just disappears and they don't find him again. That's what's hilarious. Like, like, like he disappears. Hey, Kyle's at the ER. Somebody <laughs> sewed his mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. He just disappears and we he never disappears come back in to the it. middle of the night. And then the next time we see him, his mouth is fine. No, nothing. No um, explanation there. But while either her possessed by the ghost or the ghost, or, or it's not clear what's going on. While. Female character A is sewing shut the mouth of male character B. 
the plague doctor, uh, like goat mask guy in the background, he just kind of flashes oh, yeah, on the screen just... two or three times and he looks like he's masturbating really <laughs> furiously. I uh, think he probably was. It was a I mean, joke I made during the film either way. No, I think that's what he was doing. It landed. That's what I saw. I, that's what they paid him for. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to listen. Pop a couple quaaludes. Come on stage. Just just go crank, to town. Just crank one out. Just go to town. Oh, uh, I've written here. I, I know he kind of goes back to the stand-up routine bit, but it's it's added on to. It's not part of the previous bit. So am I, is it supposed to be like he's doing stand-up in hell, and that's why nobody's laughing? <laughs> no, he's just not funny. No, it's not a funny routine. I mean, no, he's trying to be. Is he? Yeah. I feel like he was oh, trying yeah. to. There's like, like like slight chuckles in the background, I think. I think it was two different sets. Like, he did the one about the balloons. Yeah, that was 10 minutes long. And he did the other one that was like 15 seconds. Yeah, wow. so it's just like him doing gigs uh, while his soon-to-be bride is... Uh, oh, shit. Will you look a thing up for me? Yeah, let's do it. I wrote down here, there were two things that people uh, cited as drinks that I don't know what they are because I'm not British. Uh, snake bite and black... One gal said she used to drink snake bite and black just so she, her vomit would be purple. I don't know what that means. Uh, snake bite is an alcoholic drink from the United Kingdom. Traditionally, it is made with equal parts of lager and cider. Ooh. That sounds awful. Well, what kind of liquor is it? Is snake bite a, a liquor? If a dash of black currant cordial is added, it is known as a snake bite and black. Hmm. Okay. Good to know. How about a lime cordial? That's the other one. Uh, lime cordial, non-alcoholic drink made by mixing concentrated lime juice and sugar with water. Doesn't sound as good as the other thing. Sometimes used as a mixer. Okay. Yeah, I can so see it. Like, kind of like a sour mix. Yeah. All right. So, uh, see here. Next thing I've got is and rave music, two-second cutscene. <laughs> I remember that. I don't know. It was super weird. The cuts were so weird um, in this film. Uh, okay, so one thing I would do is I, I want to go ahead and replace the director, too. Can you look up and see who directed Twin Peaks, the OG? OG Twin Peaks? Yup. Yup. I mean, there's probably uh, several directors because it was a, a television series. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, television series. Uh, Well, the most... Let's see. David Lynch directed the most... I mean, it's David Lynch. Are we really going to get him to, to direct... Hell, I want to. Bride. I want to. Can, can I say like twenty-two-year-old David Lynch? Because he'd have done it for nothing. That's true. If we were like, hey, yo, wait, hey, David, what's up, bruh? Hey, bro. Hey, bruh. You enjoy the movie, bruh? <laughs> Listen, I got three hundred and forty-seven dollars <laughs> to make a movie. I want you in on the ground floor, man. Yeah, you definitely need a new director. Yeah, so uh, I want him, uh, any other qualified sound guy, any other qualified sound guy. And, it doesn't, and we don't even have guy. to need, yeah, we don't even need a name for that. Yeah, just, they, they don't even need to be, like, they don't need to be great. They need to know how to, the profession works. They can't this, just be like Kyle from accounting. <laughs> I think that's what this was. This looks like, it looked like a TV ad shot by people that had just got to college for filmmaking. Mm. 
is what yeah. this film looks so like. So they can look back when they graduate and go, oh, fucking, what was that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, next thing I've got here, there's a bit where she's telling somebody about the, the cursed ring and how it won't come off. And they're like, well, whatever you do. Don't it's me. it's not just somebody. It's her cousin. Her cousin, who is a man. is No, that's not her cousin. That's her best friend. The cousin comes in later. The weird dude. No, that's the same guy. Oh, that guy you're talking. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 super, yeah. Super no, no, creepy, yeah, you're right. Super yeah. creepy, greasy guy. Yeah, he's like kind of flirting with her real hard. It's his cousin. It's her cousin. And he's like, "Oh, it's not illegal." Well, I can't get the ring off. And he's like, "Whatever you do, don't stick it up your arse." And she's like, "Oh my god, why?" And he's like, "It's filthy." Sinclair. Yeah, that was his name. Old Sinclair, because it's filthy. And then later he says something about like, "Hey, we should, you know." <laughs> He wants to fuck his cousin. And she's like, ooh, ooh. And he's like, oh, that's not illegal. He is actively... Why is this in the middle of this movie? It just, I called all, this. All of a sudden, in the middle of it, let's get a real creepy, greasy guy who's her cousin who knows about the supernatural who's actively trying to bang her. And is overacting his ass off. Oh, he's the greasiest. There's a bit where this girl's telling this dude about how she had a toy stuffed octopus. And the dog that just got fixed, like, fucked the toy octopus. Oh, my God. That and was, there was, that's like, the main couple. And they're, like, pus and blood scratches all over it. And she's telling the story, and she's laughing her ass off. And I could see if that were my personal story. In retrospect, I would laugh about it quite heartily. However, she immediately follows that up with, <laughs> let's go get ice cream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, that's the uh, that's the main couple. Yeah, that was. Um, we'll cut that. We'll cut that from the film. I think. What do you think? Um, you want to keep that? I think you could. You could do it right. <laughs> you know, you could do it right. That's what I'm saying. Like to fix as little as possible. If I cannot change this and then trade off, get a little more high end director, even if it is earlier in his career, who the fuck cares? But what does that have to do with the story at all? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. The story doesn't matter to make it a good film. What are like um like uh No, I'm not I'm not. It's a comedy. We already established. <laughs> it's third thing I wrote down. It's a comedy. So, yeah, I don't know. The bit about the the dog fucking the toy octopus with the with the pus and blood everywhere. That's kind of fucked up. You could cut that that's out. That's what I'm saying. You don't need it that. Could, it could be done well. It needs a punch up though if you if you did keep it. There's a bathroom scene where there's some janitors trying to extort a man to sell him new clothes. For <laughs> Those weren't janitors. For no reason. That, I thought they were janitors. I, they were supposed to be security men, right? Why are they wearing blue jumpsuits? <laughs> right. <laughs> I 100% thought that they were janitors. Jeez Louise. All right. So. This yeah, movie that needs. Was, that was that, that whole scene. This. That whole scene was like four minutes. Yeah. You could have just cut the whole thing out. None of that was needed. It's like it's like it was a distraction from what our main character was trying to do. The uh, so the main, main points of this. We need lighting, sound, and this film needs better direction. Like that's, you could call it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, you could call it there. I'd recast a tiny bit of it if I could. Oh yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, it it needs uh some touch ups 
in the uh, casting department. Yeah, but I mean, like the like your main points. Yeah, yeah, I it's serviceable. The like the it's got good bones. I mean, not great bones, but uh, <laughs> they're another, weak, they're another weak thing bones, I but... would do is the announcer at the very beginning and the very end of the movie. I would dial that shit up. I need to hear more from a man than just those two times because he is funny. Yeah, that was funny. His accents like agreeable and warm. I just it just sounds good to hear it, and it's funny. You know who that was? I don't. I doubt anyone does. So let's let's let him know. Well. It was the cousin, <laughs> Sinclair. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's who it was. Are you serious? Yeah, it was that's the cousin funny. doing the narration for the, uh, um, what do you call it? The uh, words. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> oh man, the lore. That's the 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 word I was looking for. It was like lore, mm. you know. You're going to edit all this out. It's fine. Yeah, I'll edit a ton of it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm so drunk, dude. <laughs> probably leave that in there, though. Uh, see here. So then we finally get to the wedding. Do you want to know how they got from the beginning of the story to the wedding? Me too. But here we are. <laughs> so the... <laughs> Wait a minute. You forgot that... No, no. I'm getting there. <laughs> so it opens up. And you've got the the groom and his groomsmen standing there, and the uh, what do they call it? A um, the boutonniere that they've got in the pocket of their uh, their, their little suits. It looks like just like, like a feta cheese crumble. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's because the it just looks like it's because of the, the the graininess of the the film. You can't see the stems of the uh, the, the flowers that are there. And it just looks like somebody took some really fine crumbled feta and dropped it in one just threw it all tiny over little pile. <laughs> yep, right on their pocket. And then it just suspended itself there. Well, I mean, you forgot a, a very important bit about this wedding. Well, it's really cute for the local Super 8. <laughs> <laughs> not, <laughs> not only that. Yeah. But there are, like, right behind... The the groom and his one <laughs> groomsman. Yeah. There are hitmen. His best man. His best man. They're hitmen. There are hitmen right behind them. Yeah. Where the fuck does that ever come? Did I, so, was I writing something down when that happened? So, okay. When we back it up, the girls, the main girl's dad kills that young kid. Remember the scene where we're talking about uh, he shoots him and it looks fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. That kid's dad is going after these people now. Where's he been for the last 45 minutes? He was just introduced 45 minutes in. That's crazy. All right. So the the hitmen at the wedding. Really glad you picked up on that because I. That's where they came from. Yeah. And they're here to start some shit. Well, I can tell because I didn't know what you just told me about that. But what I do have written here is that. Everyone eventually has machine guns at the wedding. Well, there's a sniper, too. Yeah. Well, the guy says, sniper. Is he talking about the, the balloon that got popped? Or? <laughs> no, there's an actual sniper. Oh, okay. There's an actual sniper outside of the wedding. Yeah. It was like cutting to, to kill. To, to kill. That was to, the assassins to kill. The dad? The, yeah, the dad. They're oh, going after the dad. the dad. Into like that, I would watch. 
Yeah. That movie instead of this one. <laughs> well, remember when the, uh, when the, if the movie was just about dad, remember when the best man like sneaks his head outside and he's like, yep. No, I've got it written down. <laughs> there you go. I've got it written down. Uh, it says here, the secret agent guy outside would have made a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We could have done that for, uh, an, what was this movie? Like an hour and 15 minutes? 70 minutes total runtime or close to it. Also have here, dude chops demon after lame line. Staple finger back on. I may <laughs> never sleep again. There is so many bad parts of this film. I got, I got one more. There's one more thing that makes an atrocious amount of not sense to me. At the very beginning of the movie and at the very end of the movie, they show like a, a necklace. Yeah. W- with a heart on it. No, that's the ring. On a No, it's a necklace. I mean, it, pro- it probably is, but it's meant to be the ring. That's But it's a necklace, though. <laughs> so I would change that. <laughs> That's the other thing. If the if the ring is the big the big thing, I would it make sure to, to put ring. it at the beginning of the end of the movie instead of something else like an Oldsmobile or <laughs> just a, a the haunted uh, can of tuna fish. I fucking don't know. <laughs> Not that. That's all I've got to say about it. Uh, so as far as redoing it, we want new sound, new lighting. We want new director. Uh, do you want to you, ch- to recast? I think uh, you could you could with a little improv you could make the script at hand work. There are some scenes that don't need to be there, but the director would fix that. Yeah, it, it seems to me that you really only need to fix the leads, unfortunately, because <laughs> a lot of the um, the secondary characters were fine. Like with some direct, you know, yeah, some. I think you could get, uh, well, uh, you probably got that kind of scratch for this, but if you could get him like a, like a Matt Smith for the, uh, the lead male role. And oh the, yeah. Uh, for the lead female role. Um, I like that. I like that. Matt Smith. Yeah. Uh, for, for a female lead role, if you could get, oh gosh, what's her name? Uh, she played Peggy Carter in the Marvel, uh, stuff. I'll, uh, let me see. Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter? Actress. Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell, yeah. She's got dual shit. Dual shitizen. Dual shitizen? <laughs> she, she's a dual shitizen. Haley Atwell. She's got dual shitizen. 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 Shitizenship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'd, I'd get Haley Atwell as your lead female role and whoever I said mere seconds ago as your... <laughs> I didn't just edit out Kevin five Smith. minutes. Kevin of- <laughs> <laughs> What was his name? Sorry. Oh, no, I forgot. Something Smith. Oh, Matt Smith. Matt Smith. <laughs> Matt Smith, yeah. Matt Smith and Haley Atwell. That's if I could make two casting choices, that's what I'd do. Mm. What um, about Halle Berry? <laughs> Halle Berry could probably pull this off. Halle Berry's a phenomenal actress, as many Catwoman jokes as I have <laughs> that, I could, that I could just lay right out there. How awesome would it be if we got Nicole Kidman <laughs> as their friend? It'd be so good. Nicole Kidman's good. Yeah. She's got new she's got oh, she got, uh, she got the the uh she got the chops. She's got the chops. <laughs> she's got those chops. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's all I've got to say about it. If I had to put a, a thumb amount 
in U.S. dollars on this movie, I would give it two thumbs up out of a possible, like, 27 thumbs. <laughs> it's not It's not great. It's not bad. It's, yeah. It's real confusing. It's got some stuff. Did you that, say it's not bad? Well, no, it's super bad. It's awful. Yeah, it's, it's real bad, but... I see, I see glimmers of something that could be a good thing inside of it. Yeah. They're, you small, can, they're small and they're fleeting, but the things that are in there are not not just okay. They're like, they're good. You could take the uh, central themes of this and make it a decent movie, right? Oh, and just for cut sure. out a lot of the, just the fat because it's, there's so much in there that... It's just unnecessary. And we could write in... Are you saying this is a fatty movie at 70 minutes? Because <laughs> I feel like you could have made this it a 40-minute like short film. <laughs> yeah, right? You really could have. No, like, I'm saying like even we as people, like we're not writers, but we could throw in 15 minutes of anything and make like with, with our changes and make this a better film. Oh, would, I, would you not agree? Uh, no, I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Um, that being said, for what it is, I wasn't like, Ugh! although at a certain point I was like, all right, come on, let's hurry this along. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm still going to give it whatever thumbs I said earlier, and I'm not I backing you, down. I think you said, uh, I don't know, it was a lot. It was not many thumbs out of a lot of thumbs. Yeah. Like 27. It was. it was like 27 how thumbs. About to, how about you? Me? Yeah. I would give this three thumbs out of. Ten thumbs. Three thumbs out of ten thumbs? Yeah. Feeling generous tonight, huh? That's not generous. That's not generous? All right. Three out of ten? Three out of ten thumbs, though. Yeah. These aren't like pinky toes we're talking about. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. So... I don't know what else we can go over about that. Uh, do, you have, do you have anything I, you'd like to add? Is there, is there I mean, just watch this film. <laughs> <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, we're supposed to be watching these films. Or do. If you're just... So if, if you you're don't into, have to. If you're into bad stuff, this is a fun one. If Yeah, no, seriously. If you're into bad stuff, this is super fun to... Like, I wish we would have recorded ourselves watching this movie. Because we'll, we'll, we'll do it someday. You, you can, can you can riff so hard on this movie; it's fun. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime, it's on there. Yeah, it'll be it'll be ten cents. It'll be ten. one day to watch <laughs> us make fun of this live, uh, which I promise you is probably better than all of this content put together. If yeah, and if you're confused by all of this content for Hell Hellbride, it's because we Hell were Bride's also really con- that confused. Yeah, it's not about Hellbride. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's going to be it for us. Special thanks to Brad Sexton for our jams. Please check out his music at sons.bandcamp.com. That's S-U-N-D-S dot bandcamp.com. And another special thanks to Lamplighter Productions for our amazing artwork. Be sure to check them out on Instagram at lamplighter underscore productions underscore I-L. Check us out on Twitter or Instagram at It's Just Two Movies. And uh, we have a website, too. I have no idea what the URL is yet, but uh, it's uh, going to be real good. If you like the show, please leave a like or subscribe. It does help the show out a lot. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. How about you? Got anything to add? Uh, got, anything, I'm... got anything to subtract? <laughs> a lot of, of Hellbred. We could subtract a lot. 
Uh, I am looking forward to watching more good movies and talking about those good movies. Yeah. Also looking forward to watching more bad movies. Yeah. Yeah, this was a good one. And I think I had fun with this one. Yeah, it was fun. It was... Uh, it was bad. It was not as painful as Exterminator 2. Exterminator 2 is not like... That, that stuff's not on the table anymore. <laughs> that we're was not, you. We're not doing that. That was me. That was 110% me. I'll take the full responsibility for that. That's the thing is you have to pick newer I'm not, bad movies. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm not trying to do movies that are so bad, there's nothing you can do with them. <laughs> because that, Except make fun of them. That's not entertaining conversation. And neither is this. You guys aren't going to start sucking each other's dicks, are you? Let's all that gold talk! We're a one-eyed Batman! Can I make a suggestion that doesn't involve violence? Or is this the wrong crowd? Maybe we should call in a bomb threat to Houston. I think it's free beer night at the Astrodome. The Jedi. Bob, we don't fight with guns, we fight with their mind. Guys in business is a booming. That is one big pile of shit. Jail gone. It's Just Two Movies is a production of Blue Cheese and Bacon Studios and can be found wherever you get your podcasts.